0: Hi, I'm Natalia, I'm Gen Z, I'm Molly, a millennial, this is Arnisia, Generation X, and I'm Micah, the Boomer. And, and we are Dame, Dame Talk. Talk, four women, four generations, four unique points of view. Hi, this is Dame Micah, and today we're starting our entrepreneurial series. We really think that it is important to know what it takes to start your own business. And today we are extra honored to have a guest, Elizabeth Stevens, also known as Liss. She has her own organization and company called Studio Liss. And uh, she offers voice lessons, master classes, and workshops for up-and-coming artists, and also artists that um, have been in the business but just need a little bit more training or a little um for their career. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've known Liz for several years and she has always been amazing, strategic, smart, just um, really wonderful individual. And when she was telling me about starting her business, I knew it would be wonderful and I knew it would be very successful. Um, so we thought it'd be great to bring Liz here to talk about getting started why she st- decided to do what she is doing um i forgot to mention that she's an amazing opera singer uh formally trained i've seen her perform her voice is uh otherworldly as they say um <clears throat> but we thought it'd be great for her to share what she's doing especially for anyone out there who's thinking about or is an artist uh, or an entertainer Liz is the perfect person to kind of guide you through some of the things you should be thinking about. And, you know, she can help us all look at entertainment in a new light. So, Liz, you yes. tell us a little bit about yourself and, and why you started um, the business that you're
1: doing. Okay. Um, thank you so much for having me here. First of all, it's really a delight and an honor to be a part of this today. Um, and thank you for, you know, inviting me to share my voice, my insight, my thoughts, whatever. Um, So, as Micah has said, I am an opera singer, uh, classically trained. I did my master's degree at Westminster Choir College in New Jersey. And um, after my graduate studies, I went on to compete and perform as an artist, um, both here in the U.S. and also abroad. I won a lot, a lot of competitions. I got some pretty cool contracts. Um, both in concert and in opera. And when I say concert, specifically classical concert um, and in opera, um, including, you know, some theaters in Italy and most notably the Metropolitan Opera here in New York City. Nice. Where I
0: was... um, isn't that like the biggest or the. Yes. Yeah. yes. <laughs> there? That one that you yeah. definitely yeah. want
1: on your, on your resume wow. of all of the, of all of the houses, at least in the U S that you can um, have, have, have sung at. That's definitely one that you would want to have on your resume. So very honored to have that experience. And at the same time, it was, it, At least it felt at the time like a um, like, you know, kind of a a very rickety, stumbly and precarious road (laughs) to travel. (laughs) A lot of ups and downs, you know, trying to figure out what to do in the between times. Um, celebrating the successes, the successes, the successes were always big, big successes, mm-hmm. and I was very fortunate in that. Um, in that, I was always competing at a high level and and winning things at a high level. I think I skipped a lot of the lower level steps. As mm-hmm. a matter of fact, that perhaps um, you know, I think sometimes are important to have along the way. Okay, and one of the reasons that. I started doing this is because I came to a point where I wasn't sure which step to take next. And I thought, boy, it would be great if there were people in the business whose job it was to tell you what steps Mm -hmm. to take next. And, you know, as my, as my, as we're coming up, we all have mentors and we have people that guide us and give us ideas. Um, But I think at a certain point, no matter what business you're in, it's really helpful to have a coach or a career advisor mm-hmm. who can tell you, okay, these are the normal steps. This is what your history is. And based on those two factors, this is what I would recommend for you.
0: Now, do they need to be in your field or can they just have knowledge of, like, what do you think their background should be? Um, for my clients specifically or for just cause you said anyone should have a mentor or someone. So should they have, should they just be a coach for anybody or do you think it helps if they're in your particular? I think there family? are a lot
1: of different kinds of coaches and right now coaching is such a huge business. Um, and there are so many different types and varieties. Some people are spiritual coaches. Some people are, health coaches, all kinds of different coaches mm-hmm. that you can have. So I think you have to be looking to what your needs are. I think if, you're, if your focus is your career, it's helpful to have someone who's been successful doing what you're doing. Okay. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I think it can also be very helpful to have someone who has been successful at hiring and or placing people in the field that you want to be in. So, you know, like if you are... You know, for example, if you're a mid-level um, a mid-level manager and you want to transition into an executive, you might find that it's helpful to have an executive, a former executive coaching you, but you might also find that it's helpful to have um, somebody who maybe was an HR person or, mm-hmm. um, you know, or a, right or a recruiter or something like that coaching you along and telling you what you need to do. Okay. So it just depends on what your field is. And my field, I think it's super helpful. My field as a singer, I think the most helpful people are people like myself who've been in the places that you're trying to get mm-hmm. to or somebody, again, like an artist manager or um, a former conductor, somebody who has hired the peop- mm-hmm. hired people to do what it is that you're looking to do. okay? Because there are the people who know really truly what it takes, Mm -hmm, you know? mm -hmm. Um, And this is when you're talking specifically career. If you're talking about whole life stuff, then that's a whole other thing, (laughs) you know what I mean? Yeah, Yeah. And I do, in my business, I do both the career stuff and also the life stuff. Okay. Uh, That was another big piece of why I wanted to start this business, like I wanted Artists to have places where we can talk about things like finances mm-hmm. and um, well wellness, mm-hmm. you know, both mental and emotional and spiritual mm-hmm. wellness, you know, and also having a total life outside of the stage because that can be a big thing for an artist. But I wanted people to get like I wanted to be able to offer a space where people could receive support within the context of building the career so yeah
0: Yeah. that's great yeah thank you Uh, now how long have you been in business
1: so i guess i started officially with studio lists we started i think in 2015 okay i was teaching voice already so i'm a little bit like when did I really start calling it studio lists? Mm-hmm. Maybe it was 2016, 15 or 16. I remember when I had the idea. Right. It so, what video. was that from the idea to? The idea so- was 2015 is where it was born. Okay. okay. Um, and it took how long before, like months or years, like a year or? It time took. Or so? It was a couple of months before mm-hmm. I had my first workshop. It was a few months. Um. But yeah, it was a few months before I had my first public-facing workshop, right? Where I actually offered to the public singing community mm-hmm. that we were going to do a workshop on um, financial freedom. We had a couple of accountants. We had um, a woman who is an opera singer and also a full-time realtor oh. to come and talk about you know, things that as Artists, we should be thinking about in terms of our finances because wow. everybody's always, you know, taught to be okay with living as a starving yeah. artist. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. and I don't know about y'all, but I'm not <laughs> interested in starving. <laughs> I'm <not> interested in... <laughs>
0: Yeah, I agree with you, Liz. I don't think anyone wants to starve. I don't care what field you're in. So uh, I think you have the right idea, helping your artists learn how to make money. Exactly, exactly.
1: And not just to make money, but also like once you make it, what do you do with it? You know, mm-hmm. how do you keep your credit together when you don't have um, a consistent income. Right. And if you are a performer and you want to, also eventually be a homeowner that's a whole other conversation mm. than it is for people who are you know working regular jobs with stable incomes etc cetera, etc cetera. right so what yeah. kind of because the banks are less what the banks are looking into? for exactly and so what steps do you need to take how can you set yourself up and prepare yourself and that, so those are some of the things we talked about in that very first workshop okay okay you know and now we've sort of migrated away from that away from those life topics although we're launching another life topic series in the fall and um we're because mostly we've been working on the singing and performing and building that career aspect of it more than we've been working on the 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 supplemental quote-unquote things but other topics we cover are like marketing and branding for the Mm -hmm. artist um you know building a career in the 21st century because you know it's a completely different market now than it was 20 years ago 30 years ago Mm -hmm. um when the 40 years ago when the people who trained me were building their own careers you know
0: now it's a completely different right
1: now you can Mm -hmm. like it happens in such different ways now and the opera business is a little bit slower than of the course. rest of the world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> On almost everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, but now we're starting to see. You know, Opera America has been leading this "Meet Opera" hashtag, where they've had um, professional artists who are, you know, who are working consistently running this meet opera campaign to bring opera more into the social media um climate and we're hearing about you know people like houses now starting to ask you for your instagram account wow. when they hire you before they hire you to see what oh, you're following oh, is like wow. you angry. know so it's yeah it's an interesting thing and it's so funny i just actually witnessed a conversation online where there were some people saying Oh, this doesn't happen, but I know that it happens, you know? Right. And it's it's so interesting how people are so resistant Mm -hmm. to technology, you know? Yeah. And I'm conscious of our circle being, you know, a various (laughs) array of ranges of ages and generations and what that, you know, how it just means something different now to build your career than it did prior to. Now, how do you You
0: figure out? like, because you do workshops and then you do individual like one-on-one sessions. Mm-hmm. How do you determine just based on your business model, the balance, you know, and what's your goal is your goal to have more workshops or is it have build up your individual clientele? Such and- a good question. Um,
1: and the idea, the goal is actually to increase our presence with institutions. So my, what I would like is to see studio lists going to college campuses more, which is something that we're already doing, yeah. but getting, meeting people when you're still deciding who you want to be when you grow up, mm. rather than getting you 10 years later, when you follow the path that everybody told you was the path to follow, right. and then you find out, A, it, it didn't work for me, Mm -hmm. or B, I never wanted to do this in the first place, (laughs) you
0: know?
1: (laughs) Because success as an artist, when we're looking at it from the general public, right? And when you're 17, 18 years old, you're the general public. You're Mm -hmm. not yet a professional Mm -hmm. artist out there making it. So your perspective is from that of the general public, Mm -hmm. right? So when you're looking at what it means to be a successful artist, all you can really base it on are the stars. That's right. right? right. All right. you have are the big names mm-hmm. out there, mm-hmm. right? Like if it's pop, you're looking, oh, I want to be like Beyonce. I want to be like, mm-hmm. you know, Rihanna, Rihanna or whomever, mm-hmm. right?
0: if you're yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) and then after right now we have some great people named Anna treb cohen nadine sierra and these are like names that these kids right now are looking at like oh i want to have this kind of career and the truth is only one to two percent of the people currently pursuing A degree in music are going to have a career like that, right? Right? This is like the tippity top Mm -hmm. of the pool, and there's so much more to do as an artist besides be that A house diva, you know, singing all over the world, just like in the in the pop or R and B or jazz or whatever. Mm -hmm. There's so much more to do than just that thing. Okay. You know, so my vision is that studio List will be present on college campuses, walking students through the process of identifying their personal life vision, their personal success story, and defining for themselves today, what does that mean for me and how I walk forward in my career? It, It might not mean that I come out and I go to... Um, all these young artist program auditions which is what everybody told me to do Mm -hmm. right it might mean that I come out and I go and I do an MBA in arts administration or it might be that I come out and I set up shop in my hometown and become the go-to person for all of the church solos and the smaller symphonic concerts that are in my town Mm -hmm. so that I can be married and have my picket fence and Mm. my three and a half children and my (laughs) you know because when you're singing on the road and traveling all the time you don't have those things Mm. most of the time Mm -hmm. you know it might mean that I get a real estate license or a or some other kind of license and do that and and also sing Mm -hmm. you know 'Cause I know some people I know a lot of people who have dual careers. Most artists in our time do. Wow. Who don't want to starve. Right, right. right Which right. is
0: most artists actually. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and it seems like real estate is one mm-hmm. that people tend to because it's flexibility. I've heard that be- and yep. interestingly enough, my um goddaughter, she just came out of uh UNC School of the Arts and one of her friends, because he hasn't been able to find work he's training to be in the blue man group. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so you train and you learn how to, I guess they have to really learn how to play the drums or whatever, and then he could be sent anywhere. So then mm-hmm. he becomes a cast member. So he's kind of recreating himself because mm-hmm. he has not been able to get work. Mm-hmm. And there are these things like that that yeah who knew right? right so that's where you come in and say exactly. did you consider this traveling show yep. it might be in boise idaho that's but you're able to do what you want to do precisely right? or right.
1: you know are cruise boats and all different kinds yes. of things. yes um, i have a friend who did that too, yeah, yeah all different kinds of ways and then if you're in you know the the east coast market is a beast of a market to try and make it as a classical or a musical theater singer, Mm -hmm. super competitive. Everyone is in New York and Boston and Philadelphia Mm -hmm. trying to be in this business. Right. And so maybe you're in one of those big markets and you're not getting attention. Leave that market. (laughs) Go to another (laughs) place. Go somewhere where they want you. And go somewhere where you can be exposed to a different, um, group of judges who Ooh. haven't seen you 10 times in the room before. <laughs> wow. So these are the kinds of things that, you know, students will students find out when we start to talk and um and once you define your vision, that really is that's is what leads you down the path. Do you find that it's hard cuz I as I, as I'm listening to you talk it feels like it's this real balance between like keeping everyone excited and uh, that passion mm-hmm. going and all that momentum but then also bringing a realistic sense to it and so how do you kind of navigate that especially I think with you know younger Mm -hmm. or like college student age uh people who you know they've got the dream of being the diva in the big city Mm -hmm. like how do Mm -hmm. you how do you bring that I love that question because there you said a word that I actually don't believe in which is realistic oh okay I 100% do not believe in realism um, especially not when you're building a dream.
0: Okay.
1: Because great. if you're building a dream, you can't be realistic. <laughs> <the room> <laughs> 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 That's great advice. Yeah. You can't, And it goes to, it's another one of those principles that we practice and take on as artists that applies to everybody in every field, no matter what you're doing. Mm-hmm. If you're building a dream, you can't be realistic. Mm-hmm. And the but what you can do is make sure that the dream you're building is your dream mm. and not somebody else's. Yeah. Okay. Because it's when you're trying to build your dream based on somebody else's life, that's when you can't build the dream. Oh, that's good. Right. Because it's
0: great. There's some yeah. goosebumps everywhere. <laughs> <It's wonderful>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right.
1: And that's like, that's probably what I spend the most of my time doing at the beginning with new clients is walking you through defining your actual personal vision. And I do that whether you come to me for voice lessons or career consultations or, you know, coaching programs, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. we're going to spend time figuring out why are you here Mm -hmm. spending your time and money Mm -hmm. trying to do this thing that you're doing? And are you clear on what that thing is, Mm -hmm. you know, because that's the piece. If you can figure that out, a lot of times the pieces will start falling into places in ways that you didn't even imagine were possible because it's that law of attraction, right? All of a sudden, you've defined it. You've said, this is what I want, mm.
0: right?
1: Like, I want tea, and then somebody comes and puts a cup of tea <laughs> in front of you. You know, like, it's like so silly. Yeah. Well, and you, I mean, you didn't ask for tea yeah. from that person. You just yeah. thought, this happens to me sometimes. And it's like, I think you would like to have like, I was just thinking about that, you know, but it's like defining what it is that you need and then it really does, it comes to you. Well, I feel I'm listening to all of the things that you do and they're all incredible.
0: Um, and your, your studio list is clearly full service. Mm-hmm. So during, you said you, you're doing voice coaching. You're mm-hmm. helping with people help d- define their vision. Mm-hmm. There are just so many different things that you do. Um, what's your favorite thing to do?
1: What do you enjoy the most out of all the things that you do? It's so funny. I absolutely positively love, love, love studio lists. I love the business. I love helping my students, et cetera. But my favorite thing to do is none of those things. My favorite thing to do is still sing. Um, oh, okay. You know, yeah. like my absolute yeah. favorite thing that I do with any of my time is to sing, whether it be practicing, whether it be in front of an audience. I love to practice, you know. Mm-hmm. I love to coach. I still go to coaches and study myself. Mm-hmm. Um and I just love the physical act of singing. Yeah. That's my very favorite that's thing. Beautiful. It yeah. is.
0: Really. I can't wait to hear you again. Yay! <laughs> um, you you just brought up a point. You said I still have a coach. And how many oh yeah, I, I'm not gonna say how many years you've been in this business. Um, but you've been <laughs> in the business for a while. So I mean I think that's where you almost never stop
1: needing a coach. You never right. ever, ever stop meeting another set of ears to listen and give you feedback you know um you never stop needing that and for for us as opera singers it's actually a whole team of coaches because lots of people have different specialties you have your voice teacher who's a technician you have and they'll teach you like all the anatomy and different things and the physics and the science and the the technical practice of what you're doing, how your Mm -hmm. body is built for that. Um, And then you have um, your language coaches, you know, because it's obviously we sing in all different languages. And you have your language coaches, you have your musical coaches, you know, those are typically people who are also conductors who will work with you on what the conductor will be expecting from you, how you can bring out more of your, um, individuality while still honoring what's on the page and things like that. You might have a dramatic coach who comes right. and helps you understand how to communicate what <laughs> you're trying to say. I wish
0: you could see your face. <laughs> She's giving us really both <laughs> our hands. I fine with my hands on
1: my but I do wish you all could see my solution. <laughs> <laughs> Let we go
0: to video cast. Right. <laughs> we'll right. have you back on. <laughs> um, so, one of the questions that we are going to and have asked our entrepreneurs uh, is what tips, guidance, advice would you give to each generation of um, either potential artists or people who've been at it for a while? You know, just mm-hmm. would love your perspective to the generation, different generations. Awesome. I like
1: that question. I'll go. I'll
0: go from the
1: most seasoned to the least seasoned. Okay. I like
0: seasoned. I'm not cooked.
1: To (laughs) To the most seasoned, I say it's not over until you say it's over, right? Because in the in the business of entertainment youth is king right at least it can often feel like that but i always say every voice is needed in the choir Mm -hmm. right every person every type of voice is needed to fill out an operatic cast um in these especially in these bigger operas but whatever it is it's again at every stage Finding out what is your vision for now, mm-hmm. you know. And so, to the more seasoned folks, I say, it ain't over until you say it's over, right? Mm-hmm. So, if it's if you're if you're in there trying to figure out what's next, look inside and decide, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I just made that one up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you want to write that one down. <laughs> <love> <laughs> Um, (laughs) so
1: (laughs) in for the for someone who's like uh mid level like mid to later level I would say um so I'm putting there there's like a a point I think that we come to In our 40s into our 50s, where it's like, now I have to decide, am I still doing this thing, Mm -hmm. right? Am I still chasing this dream? Or is it time for me to pivot to something else? Mm -hmm. You know, first of all, you don't have to choose necessarily between the two things. If you are choosing to pivot to another path, really be clear on what your strengths and weaknesses are and what you bring to the table. Right? Whether you're pivoting or whether you're staying. Be clear on who you are because this is a time that when you're getting out there as a performer in particular, I would say probably, again, a lot of this stuff just applies to everyone. Yeah. When you're later in your career and you're getting out there, people expect you to know who you are and what you're good at. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. Don't come in with some giving something that just isn't has nothing to do with who you are or what you're known for, Mm -hmm. right? Because it confuses people. And it makes it seem like you actually don't know who you are or what you're doing. And then I don't know what to do with you. If Mm -hmm. I'm Mm -hmm. on the other side of the table making the decision, right? So just be clear on who you are and what you offer, right? So that's my and, and again stay on your path and don't be distracted by everybody else's because okay. that i think is a big thing for us as we get into our 40s especially mm. right because you're like i should be i should have all of this yeah. together i yeah. should have the answers there's something about 40 that makes you think you're supposed to know right yeah. <laughs> and yeah. you don't like you <laughs> Maybe you do, maybe you don't, but you don't, what, you, what I'm clear on is none of us have all the answers, no right. matter how old we get. Right. So that would be, I did the, the season, I did the, the mid-season. Two, and I'm going to group together, I think, the younger ones um, in saying, get the feedback. Get the feedback and run with it when you're an aspiring artist feedback is limitless
0: Mm.
1: (laughs) there is so much of it available to you take it right and sometimes it can seem like you're growing in the room and all you get is feedback and a lot of us interpret it as criticism Mm. it's not it's feedback right Right? it's information and not all of it is true but take it get it find out what people think when you walk in the room find out what people think when they hear your voice find out you know how are they going to cast you how would that one cast you Mm -hmm. you know and some and while you're doing while you're getting all the feedback be improving on the things that people tell you right You don't know everything. I feel like in the 20s and 30s, you think, when we get to the 40s, we think we're supposed to know, but we know we don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And you're going to admit you don't know. In the 20s and 30s, you actually think you know. (laughs) 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 And so to everyone who's currently in your 20s and 30s, you don't know, get feedback from people who you trust, and build a team that you trust, a solid team around you. That includes some of the people I mentioned before. It includes your technician, it includes your musical and language and dramatic coaches. It includes mentors who've done what you're trying to do. Have a solid team around you that you can always get feedback from. And then when you get feedback from somebody who's not on your team, have people in your team that you can bounce it off of, right? right? So they told me that, you know, I'm singing the wrong repertoire. Do you think that's true? You know, and if somebody on your team says yes, that might be something to look mm. at, you know? Mm-hmm. And people aren't always going to give you the feedback if you don't ask for it. So, and I'm not saying to be unsure and like go around asking everybody for feedback <laughs> all the time. <laughs> that will make you crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like but, yeah, but when feedback is offered, absorb it. Understand that it's coming from a place nine times out of ten of that person wanting to pour into you, wanting to help you, wanting to support you in your growth. Mm-hmm. Their perspective may or may not ring true for you, but find out what it is. Take it in. Process it. Try it on, I even say. Apply it, you know. Somebody tells you to look at an aria you never thought of, of studying, go study it. Find out if it feels good, you know, and then decide that the feedback is bunk or not, you know. <laughs> and
0: an aria is?
1: An aria is an excerpt from an opera or okay. larger or oratorio or any kind of larger um, classical work that's a solo piece okay yeah. you. you're sure i was thing. just nodding sure along okay. <laughs> and, I, and i try to use like language that everybody understands i but it because again it applies to everything right, right. Mm-hmm. like even at the job if you're in marketing and somebody tells you well Your concepts are great, but they lack technical substance, Mm -hmm. right? You know what that means. And it's feedback. It's something you take on. And now you go and you say, okay, well, how can I learn to get technical substance into Mm -hmm. what I'm doing? Mm -hmm. And so then you go to your mentors, you go to your reference books that you probably still have from college. (laughs) You you know, you study the places that you know you need to grow and you Mm -hmm. grow in those places. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Anything for the... um teens, like your college students, yeah. right? That you are really, that's who your target is. Mm-hmm. Any advice and thoughts for them?
1: For the, for the teens and the college students, more the college students than the teens. I, I don't have any advice for the teens, <laughs> <laughs> except that what I just said applies to you tenfold, right? You right, right. <laughs> don't know, get the, get the feedback. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but to the college students, Kind, I guess what, what my main thing is, is be in the process of discovery, you know, while you're in the, while you're going through your courses and you have the opportunity, college is such a great time. You have the opportunity to learn so many things at one time and explore different ideas and subjects. And I think in college, very often, we don't take advantage of it enough, you know, but if you're in music school, get yourself a business minor, <laughs> right? That's so you mean, can yeah. understand how to build yourself as a business yeah. and not just out here trying to, you know, run, burn the midnight oil in every way possible to be the next big thing. Even if you become the next big thing, you need to understand how you function as a business. Yeah. So I would say that would be my biggest advice to college students. And to be clear again, take the opportunity to to find out what it is that you want. Yeah, thanks. For it. And look me up. <laughs> <laughs> Studio list, yes. right? right.
0: Let me put your information on our website. No worries there. Yeah. 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 Uh, and before I wrap up, we wrap up. I just wanted to comment on when you say for the seasoned generation it's not over till you say it's over Mm -hmm. i have a very good friend her mother's in her 80s and she's Mm. an opera singer Mm. and she decided she wanted to do one last tour so she's been touring in churches and um, different areas she's in la around Mm her you know Mm -hmm. so it was supposed to be her last hurrah it got good to her so now she's doing it again so He's like, Tina Turner, it's my last, it's my last or John, right, like, my last tour, and then it's like, whoa, I like this, so let, me, let me, come back around one more time, so, but this is a perfect example, yeah. she decided she wanted, she still had more in her, yes, and so, yeah, yeah, so I, I, I just co sign on what you said. There is
1: <laughs> one other point I want to come back to, too, with the, with the, 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 i love that by the way there's a lady at the church where i sing regularly who's in her 90s still singing in the choir oh wow it's not over right that's fantastic (laughs) so um there's one thing i wanted to come back to regarding the feedback as you're as you're building your career when you're when you're getting the opportunities that's great when you're not getting the opportunities there are two things that you need to do one is create your own opportunities right hire yourself if nobody's hiring you hire yourself the other thing is to go and get additional training there are a ton of programs out there that offer additional training go get it right if it means you have to pay somebody to sing in a summer program go do it if you're not getting the gigs that you want you have to level up through additional training that's my general that's
0: excellent yeah yeah you got to invest in yourself you
1: have to invest in yourself so you almost have to put away
0: that nest egg for investing in yourself and it's you know right so precisely all the more reason not to be a starving artist that's right go to work
1: get a job man excellent
0: excellent well, Liz, thank you so much. I learned a lot just oh, hearing, wonderful. yeah, you know. Um, I, we were talking earlier offline when I said, can you coach my voice? Because I'd like to talk a little lower. But, <laughs> so let's say, yes, I can't sing, but maybe I can learn to talk better. Absolutely. So. <laughs> Thank you again. It's and, my pleasure. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, we, we'll probably have you back today. Talk to Talk. You seem like you have a lot more to say. So yes. Not, we'll yes. Wait. Can't wait. I'll definitely come back. <laughs> well, I hope our listeners were able to get a lot of great tips and, and guidance and advice from Liz. And like I said, I'll put her information. We will put her information on our website. So if you want to look her up, she's the lady yeah. or she's the dame. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Talk. Uh, have a great day everybody. Bye. Bye bye. Oh. If you have any questions, email us at Dametalk4 at gmail.com. That's Dame Talk and the number four at Gmail. To learn more about us and these topics, check out our website at DametalkPodcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks for listening. This is Dame Talk. We don't know everything, but we know enough.